0: Welcome to the Reactions to the Classics Podcast, where we drop new episodes every Monday and Friday. We're going through our album draft series, where we draft albums, a top 10 for every year from 1965 through 2022.
1: And if you're hearing us, you've probably seen our beautiful faces over on YouTube, where we have over 2,000 videos ranging from song reactions and reviews to album reactions, top 10 lists, rankings, and of course, our beloved drafts, which uh, we're so excited to get kicked off here in podcast today.
0: All right, let's get to today's episode.
1: happening everybody trey here joined by my dad sean and today reactions to the classics we are cruising along in our series of uh, top five albums of each year draft and today dad we are up to yet again another loaded year i'm a broken record here in the late 60s we are up to 1968
0: yeah just a fantastic year and a seminal year in the history of this country that we live in we live in the united states and uh just a lot of the music starts to reflect that and mm-hmm. everything that's going on and uh Yeah, man, this has been a fun series so far, so definitely looking forward to this one.
1: Oh, 100%, man, and if you don't know how it works, uh, one person gets first pick. In this case, it's me. We alternate every video.
0: Then I get two and three. Mm -hmm. He gets four and five, and we just go that way uh, Mm -hmm. until we get all the way to ten.
1: Yeah, man, and then uh, we'll note some honorable mentions at the end. Now,
0: Trey, (laughs) I'm going to give you the drum roll, but I'm not going to do it because it'll be too loud on the (laughs) mic, but we'll just do this pretend drum roll. Who do you got as the number one pick? Mm. In this iconic
1: year. Dude, well, it's loaded with absolutely legendary records from some of the great bands of all time. But uh, if you watch this channel at all, you know I'm a ride-or-die guy for Jimi Hendrix. The Jimi Hendrix Experience, man. Electric Ladyland. I got to give him the first overall pick here, man. Double record, I think it's the band at their most ambitious, and uh, you, you see that in the epic jams of uh, 1983, A Merman I Should Be, or the uh, Voodoo Child 15 Minute Epic, where yes, you see man. Mitch Mitchell, one of his great drumming performances. Uh, he's fantastic on here. Then you have some catchy, upbeat tunes like Crosstown Traffic, Gypsy That's Eyes, a great one. and then you finish with our, I'd say the two greatest closing tracks um, of any record ever. We have uh, wow. Uh, all along the watchtower and voodoo child I I really uh, encourage you to find me a record that has two better closing tracks well I mean than you have give two. me a little time I know you're saying <laughs> it you know but yeah, I, I <laughs> wow, that's a big statement. Well, man. I mean, bro, all along the Watchtower, voodoo chops. Yeah, I mean, I'm not free saying time. you're wrong, but I'm definitely not going to acknowledge you're right until I think about this for no, a moment. No, but. but uh, yeah, I think so. This has just a little bit of everything for me, and that's what I'm looking in my number one pick, dad. That versatility, and uh, it's just an epic record, man. And uh, really, really uh, shows you, man, what would Jimmy have done had he uh lived longer, but uh, that that's my number one. Well, right now, half the people that are
0: watching this have already fallen off their chair, (laughs) Trey, because you didn't choose what everyone thinks is the most iconic Mm -hmm. album of this year. And I would like to remedy that, but now the other half of you are going to fall off (laughs) your chair. Because my Numero Uno pick is the Rolling Stones in Beggar's Banquet. It's a great, great record, man. Seventh British, ninth U.S. record, peaked at five in the U.S., last album released during Brian Jones' Lifetime. Dude, we got sympathy for the devil, no expectations. Mm. Dear Dr. <laughs> Jigsaw, Jigsaw Puzzle Street Fighting mm. Man. I mean when you look at the highs and the consistency of this album, for me, oh, you yeah. know, this starts a four album run, or really for me a three album run of the stones. That I put up against anybody. It can hang mm-hmm. with anybody. I'm not saying it's better than anybody. Yeah. But it can hang with anybody. Just uh, just fantastic. No,
1: I, I think it's one of those that get lost kind of in the big four. You know, people talk about that sticky fingers, exile, or let it bleed, man. But uh, really, Beggar's Banquet is, uh, I, I think, a, a titan in its own right. Yeah, I
0: actually put this maybe at number one. Now, it used to be mm-hmm. at number three. I don't put exile up there. It's four for me, although I know it's higher for everybody else. But, um. Let It Bleed and Sticky Fingers are awesome. But this may now, over time, have become Mm. my favorite Stones album. You know, if not, it's 1A, 1B, 1C, whatever you want to say. So now, Trey, now we can get everybody to kind of (laughs) crawl their way back up into the chair because my second pick is the White Album from the Beatles. Mm -hmm. You know, and and we've done a lot on this. It could have been less songs, right? Mm -hmm. It's 30 songs. It would have been one album like George Martin. It would have been unbelievable. Also heard by 16 of the 30 songs. Don't have all of the Beatles mm-hmm. on them, you know? So, it's just one of those things. It's got, while my guitar gently weeps, I'm so tired. Happiness is a warm Happiness gun. Happiness is a warm oh, my gun. goodness. There's so many heard <laughs> But, it also has the two honey pies, my man. Wild Honey Pie and Honey Pie. And I know, you guys, I'm not going to berate this. We have a Beatles two-part white album review. Mm-hmm. And we ranked these songs, but... I just wanted you guys to know why it comes in at two for me and honestly it's a number three overall pick where Mm -hmm. most people would have it at
1: one my second pick man going a little uh, the the man in black I I got my psychedelic going now I need a little bit of a country action and who better to call on than Johnny Cash and we're going a live record at Folsom Prison Um, I think it's better than the San Quentin record just by a a little bit um, just by a little um, bit two two fantastic uh, records and I mean what a legend dad I mean Johnny Cash one of the great recording artists he's just gonna walk into this prison and he leaves it all out there in this we of course have a uh, Folsom Prison Blues which starts the record uh, one of the great cash songs ever cocaine blues Man. there's a lot of blues going Keep on away from that record. cocaine brother uh 25 minutes to go the long black veil um you even mix in some humor with dirty old uh, egg-sucking dog flush from the bathroom of your heart and kind of ends it with a little bit of a, a gospel type of yeah. flair and it's it. the charisma You oh, said yeah. it's the
0: charisma Johnny you feel it through the vinyl
1: yeah, man, and uh, the the crowd is fantastic, and I'm not even gonna hold the fact that that's not overdone. Yeah, a lot but, of that's uh,
0: overdone, but I just ruined it for you. I wasn't gonna say it, but you said it, so you're right.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, I just love this record, man. One of the great live records of all time, and uh, for think, sure thinks it's uh, you know a, a worthy pick here. And then I'm going uh, with my next pick. I got to go with the debut record from. The band music from Big Pink yep. here. Um, you know, we we've reviewed a couple band records. Yeah. Haven't actually reviewed this one in proper yet, but I, I think this is uh, the band um, you could argue at their best. And it was interesting. I hadn't really listened to a lot of their work um, in, in a while. Right, and then in preparation for this video, you go back, and I mean, they they got to be uh, one of the great. You know, bands of all time, just in pure musicianship. Man, yeah. you go back; it's just so professionally done. Everything's so tight on here. You, of course, have one of the great songs of the '60s, and the weight, um, the closer "I Shall Be Released" is just so packed full of uh, emotion. "The Wheels on Fire" and "Chest Fever" show off some uh, great uh, guitar work in their own right, and uh, it, ironically enough, also includes a cover of uh, "The Long Black Veil," which uh, John and Cash did as well. So, what are the odds that uh, my records back to back have that That's there? A little synergistic. Yeah. It, man, it, it must have been Destiny, man. But shout out to Richard Manuel and Robbie Robertson and, and Danko and Levon oh, Helm man, man. for uh, for putting this uh, absolute epic album to, uh, out. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm feeling good at getting that at my third pick. What are you feeling, Dad, for your third and fourth? My third pick's fantastic, and you could argue it should be higher.
0: Such an underrated album. We got the Zombies, mm. Odyssey and Oracle. Fantastic Second album. studio album. Wasn't released in the U.S. because Clive Davis didn't. Didn't like it at Mm -hmm. all. They split before the album was released. So that's the odd thing about their story, right? Mm -hmm. They they, they said if this album didn't do well, they were just going to split up. And they just went ahead and split up right when the album was done. Then all of a sudden it goes over. So none of this Mm -hmm. stuff was ever performed live. Years later, they kind of reformed a little bit. But it's kind of like, what could they have been? Because this album is great. We did review it mm-hmm. a long time ago you go back and listen to it again and go wow man maybe it's better than i even thought it was
1: before no because obviously time of the season one of yeah. the great tracks i think of the 60s of the as 60s, well but
0: there's so much other stuff mm-hmm. good on there and when you have an iconic track like that a lot of people are like yeah, they, just they really overlook it they yeah. overlook everything else so that's where i have and then my fourth pick i had these guys on a previous countdown mm-hmm. i have Bookends, their fourth studio album. Yeah, it's a concept album. Track kind of explores from childhood to mm-hmm. old age. Breakthrough album for them as far as album-wise. You got "Faking It," of course. You got "Mrs. Mm-hmm. Robinson," which you know was in the Graduate soundtrack. As as was a hazy hazy shade of winter, not the Bangles version, guys. The <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel version, although the Bangles did do a very good version of this twenty years later. But I've gone on record as saying I think all of the Simon and Garfunkel albums are really good. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are great, but they're all incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's at four. There's no way I could put it any higher. What do you get?
1: Well, uh, just touching on your picks, man. I love the Odyssey and Oracle pick, and Bookends, man. It's between that and Bridge Over Troubled Water for me on what's my favorite Simon and Garf. I would agree. Um, and I'd actually push back a little on you. I, I think Bookends is a great record, uh, top to top to bottom. So who knows? Maybe even saying that, I actually like well, more that than you got Bridge your Over Troubled Water there. So. I, I
0: I say that in that if somebody said, "Man, I can only listen to one Simon and Garfunkel album. Mm-hmm. Which one would it be?" I don't have a queer like
1: dude. I would go listen to the, this. The Doors remind me of that in a little yeah. bit of senses yeah, too. Everything you know. is very quality. Um, so no great picks there. So uh, to, for me finishing it out, I'm uh, you know there's so many great uh, picks I can lean into, but I'm gonna go a little bit of pop. In, uh, soul action here I got Laura Nero Eli in the 13th confession um, uh, yet again a record that I think might be a little bit overlooked when you're mm-hmm. just discussing uh, uh, the canon of uh, records from this time period uh, so rich and sound very modern sounding um, as well the arrangements just gonna blow you away here Laura has such a powerful voice that can mesh well with the pop soul sound uh, that a lot of the first side of the record has and then uh, we got some more jazzy arrangements so a lot of versatility in her voice um, uh, unbelievable lyricism as well in her own right and uh, I put it up there with pretty much any other uh, singer songwriter record of the 60s yes I'm including Joni Mitchell in that favorites off this Stone uh, "Stone," Soul Picnic Sweet Blindness Eli's Coming and Lou you know and she's
0: You know, an all-time great Mm. songwriter. She goes on to write songs for other people in the upcoming years. But she was really destined for stardom. Mm. David, The great David Geffen took her under his wing. That was Mm. the first artist he really took under his wing. I didn't even know And at the last second when he had his own label, she left him and signed with Clive Davis. Oh, wow. And that started some of her downfall because... Her and Geffen Mm -hmm. were so close that he'd watch out over her. So she ends up becoming known in history more so Mm -hmm. for those of us that weren't alive and more as a songwriter. But she she has a great story and she could have been
1: gigantic. So... Great pick for number four. No man, that's a great story in its own right. And so now I'm looking at my list. I got, uh, I got. Laura, well, you're always pop. here. You're with... always politicking, man. Just no, I'm why just you got I'm, the best I'm, list. I'm like a, a coach, man. I'm looking where am I weak at? I got Laura with a, a great pop, um, and even you know it's, it's kind of even hard to pin down a genre for that i got the folk rock roots rock of the band i got the the country-esque of uh, johnny cash and i got the psychedelia of the Henry, uh, Jimi hendrix experience electric ladyland so i need a little soul up in here dad and who better to call on than lady soul here aretha right. franklin her 12th record lady soul um i mean aretha's powerful all-time voice is on full effect here this is another one too where it's uh, under 30 minutes about 28 minutes such an easy listen um um, Chain of Fools starts this thing off. Need I say more? All time classic. You make me feel like a natural woman's on here. You have the closer, Ain't No Way, which is fantastic, and you got a cover of Curtis Mayfield's People Get Ready, and uh, even Sweet Sweet Baby since you've been gone. Got to got to give the nod to the uh, the Queen of Soul right there, man. Yeah, you
0: have a good whistle. I don't usually politic for mine, but you know we're gonna do that in a minute too. So my last pick. Arguably their best album, although you could really argue with mm-hmm. The Kinks, The Village Green, Preservation Society, Fantastic. their sixth studio album, a symbol from songs written and recorded over the previous two years. I think that kind of helps when mm-hmm. to the overall quality of it. Didn't even chart upon its initial release. Ray called it the most successful ever flop, mm. but one of the problems was it was released the same day. <laughs> as the white album.
1: No, that 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 album is fantastic and I think it's uh, I had face to face on my list yeah, uh, in sixty six it, and it's, it's a tough call. It's better than that and I think it's better than something else which came out in sixty seven. Um all three great records yeah which, definitely yet again that shows in this period like these great artists uh, every year but coming out with classics. Right, exactly.
0: You know, as you made your here's the thing I have Beggar's Banquet, I have White Album, I have Odyssey and Oracle, mm. I have bookends and I have a course The kinks. So here's the thing, Trey. You're saying how diverse I am. Here's what I'm gonna pose to our to our (laughs) lovely viewers out there. If we stack Trey's five albums up and we stack my five albums up and we go, you can only listen to one stack Mm. one time, and that's all the music you're gonna listen to for the rest of your life. Which stack you gonna take? That's all I got to
1: say. Okay, Sean. Well I mean I wouldn't have been
0: politicking, but you're you're kinda getting this little subversive thing in here. Oh, you know, yeah. No man,
1: I mean, we'll let the people decide. We'll We'll let the people decide. uh, Honorable mentions, Dad. Uh, yet again, so many seminal records right here. Um, I'm gonna mention a, a group that has come up, uh, has been right on the cusp on like six or seven for me. Uh, the Birds with the notorious Bird Brothers. One of their uh, best records. You could argue it is their best. Just missed the cut. Uh, have another
0: Doors offering as well. Exactly. Got yeah, waiting for the sun. We we really like that one a lot as well. Mm-hmm. We did the whole Doors discography, and that was a great one. Man.
1: Um, Van Morrison, Astral Weeks. Uh, I, I know that's definitely going to be in the top five or ten for most people. Definitely. Um, For me, man, I, I just... I prefer some of his later work. I do, to, too. To it, be just honest. Ne- it just never
0: hit for me, so it was interesting. We talked about it a long time ago. It never hit for you. It's just interesting. Know, I know most people are going to have it in their top five, like you said. Most people going <laughs> to have it in their top three, probably.
1: Yeah, but uh, just wanted to note it since it is so iconic. Um, of course. Iconic, uh, Mothers of Invention, a little Frank Zappa, uh, humorous, experimental kind of satire with We're Only In It for the Money was in the running for me. Uh, some Psychedelia with a United States of America self-titled record, uh, the only record they came out with. I would encourage you to check that out if you like some psychedelic music as well as the Pretty Things record SF Sorrow a uh, fantastic um, record as well and then um, oh, I just want to shout out somebody else who maybe isn't so well known Dr. My John greatness gree Uh, you listen to the opening of this and you think it's Tom Waits Tom Waits was very influenced by Dr. John here has a bit of that New Orleans type of uh, sound to it throughout it's only 33 minutes man give it a spin I think you'll enjoy it but uh, just wanted to highlight those and uh, that wraps it up i guess for 68 dad yeah great great picks and uh i guess dad that wraps it up sixty nine. uh on the ain't on gonna the get much easier Woo! my man ain't gonna get much easier oh this has been a, a fun series and uh you know time to get back in the lab man for 69
0: All right, well, that's going to do it for another episode of the Reactions to the Classics podcast. And
1: for all you music lovers out there, be sure to join the RTTC community on our social media. We have our Instagram page, of course, our Discord, where you have a lot of great channels, including an album of the month, Listening Club, and our Facebook group for all of y'all. Holding on to that, let's go. I'm with you right there. And if you want to help us out, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast, podcast platform you're at and leave us that crispy five star review right there we really do appreciate it but that'll wrap it up from here today we will catch you down the road next time and as always my friends happy listening